Talking with Girlfriends is our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Join me, Madden Chate Jones, and my good girlfriend, Tennille Daniels, for an hour of healing through hospitality as we welcome friends from across the lifestyle and wellness spaces to join us for some good, healthy girl talk. Pull up a seat, get comfortable, and make yourself at home. You are now listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. How we feeling? Good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. We've been getting some nice sunny days, and I'm loving yes, that. Yes, and next week is going to be like 60, 70. Spring is on its way. Oh, good, because I because I, you notice I said sunny but not exactly. warm because it's been it's been sunny but it's been colder than and a month. Praise, so. I'm trying to make all the outdoor dining dates so that I can like during the stretch of weather. All of them. Give me a patio. Me a patio. I'm there and a margarita. Yes, all of the above. <laughs> Um, so what are you loving this week? I'll, I'll ask you first. I beat you yeah, to the Yeah, I was punch. about to ask you so I could think. No. I saw. <laughs> but um, what I'm loving this week is the Day Use app. Um, one of our friends, Candace Olivia on Instagram, or Candace O'Beauty on Instagram, uh, showed mm-hmm. her use of Day Use, which is a, it's an app that allows you to rent hotels for eight hours. Um, and Mm. so if you don't, you don't want to spend the night, you just want to rent it to do like a photo shoot or just to have like a different, um, workspace for a day, you can do that. Or a rendezvous or a a daytime rendezvous. I didn't think about them rendezvous. (laughs) See? Creep, creep. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you need to be rendezvousing with your boo. Don't be... (laughs) Don't be rendezvousing with nobody else's boo now. That's not what we're talking about. This is a good Christian show. If you you need to spice up your love life, you can use. Yeah, don't be hiding. Yeah, don't be hiding from nobody on the day use app. It's just just as a spice up for whoever you're supposed to be with. Oh, child, if you only knew. Anyway, uh, what are you loving this week? I am. So I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before. I love oatly oat milk i'm like their biggest fan Mm. um their ice cream is the bomb their oat milk is the bomb their yogurt Eh. so what i'm loving is that starbucks finally has oat milk they have chosen oatly as their brand of choice bravo yes because i don't know who dunkin donuts uses but it's not curling all the way over for me um I, I don't dislike it, but it's not as good as Oatly. So my my favorite thing of this week is the iced brown sugar, oat milk, shaken espresso. Yeah, I, it came Starbucks. out on Monday, and my girl says she has had it four times this it's week. My fourth one. <laughs> I, I have one right now. <laughs> it's gotta be good. I mean, dang. And you guys know that I love the taste of coffee, but coffee makes me like a little like kind of wild. So I try not to do it so often, but I've been going in. This thing is so good because it's not too mm-hmm. sweet. It's the brown sugar for me. It's a, the little sprinkle it, of brown sugar. I hate coffee drinks that are sp- like super sweet. Do not Syrupy. caramel mocha. I mean, I do like a good caramel macchiato and all those things, but right. do not put tons and tons of caramel and ugh, too much. I- and that's also the problem with Dunkin' Donuts for me. Like the price point is better, but the it, the it's too syrupy. So you got to really, you know, by the time I give you all these instructions, I could just make it at home. Let me get one pump of this, <laughs> a half a pump of that. Right, and do this and light ice and like, yeah, it's a lot. So that's what I'm loving. Um, so let's dive into today's table talk. Mm. This week, we're going to be talking about accountability. Um, This is something that is important in the lives of not just business owners and um, entrepreneurs, but really um, in in everyone's everyday life. We need accountability in our relationships. We need accountability in in how we mother and how we um, show up in the world. And so today we are excited because we are back on track with having a guest. Last week it was just a um, conversation between, let me not say Jess, right. but last Don't week was a conversation. Me, okay? be- <laughs> last week was what we call one of our girl chat episodes. So it was a conversation between Tennille and I. Um, but this week we are really thrilled to have a guest back on the show. So welcome to episode six accountability in action. Yes. And today I am excited to welcome to the table, Summer Theodore, our good girlfriend, 
Summer Theodore. Woo! 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 Summer Theodore is the founder and neighborhood watch leader of Jesus Be Knowing, a faith-based apparel and accessory brand created to remind people that God is always in control. Born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Summer's love for Christ was cultivated by her grandmother from the time she was born. She served God through various ministries at her home church and is excited to serve him through JBK during this season of her life. Currently, Summer resides in Maryland with her husband and their handsome son, Cairo. Whether you follow Jesus Be Knowing on social media, wear their merch, or share their message with the ones you love, you are a member of their community, the JBK Gang. We affectionately yes. call the members, or JBK affectionately calls the members, I'm part of it too, so it's it is we right we <laughs> gang gang um, members of our community's neighbors. So um, just to make sure that we're always being good to the uh, a good neighbor, I should say, to people mm-hmm. who are around mm-hmm. us. So let's welcome Summer to the podcast. Welcome, welcome, Summer. Mama, I made it. You made it. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Hi, ladies. Hey. Happy Saturday. Hi. Hi, Summer. How are you, darling? I'm so well. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. You know, we love a good kiki. We do it every day almost. So this, yes. this is just a recorded one. <laughs> yes. Yes. So Summer is one of our good girlfriends. And as you've heard us mention before, she's a member of our accountability group. So if you listen, listen to our episode with um, Rashida Banks, um, she's in that same group. And so we hold one another accountable. But Summer is really at the helm of the yeah. group. Like she's the one who really holds people's oh, feet to the fire. And you'll learn more. She got a notebook. So where are you with this from uh, two weeks ago? Um, And then uh, Tennille mentioned this in the intro about JBK, but she does neighborhood check-ins. And so she really holds her community accountable. Um, So she's just a huge champion for accountability. So we couldn't think of anyone better to have on the show. So we're going to do the digging in portion of the episode. This is the conversation. As you know, she's also an avid listener and fan of the show. I sure am. Um, so as you know, we, we start with the outer layer and then we dive a little bit deeper with the questions. So we're going to start with a, a little bit of a background question. Okay. So Tenille, you want to go sure. ahead? Sure. So our first question okay. is, if you had to describe yourself, not just what you do, but who you are in a few sentences, what would you say? I, you know, when you ask me that question, it makes me think of our other, um, accountability member, Michelle McKinney, mm-hmm. um, who loves to make sure that we introduce ourselves as the sugar honey iced tea. Yes. Um, So I am an, I'm a fierce boss who is an amazing wife, mother and friend and is someone that you will always want to be in your corner. I know that's right. So um, I said my favorite thing of the week right now is this, um, oat milk, but I have another favorite thing, which is Lovey's yeah. book, Lovey Jai Jones, can, ooh, professional can troublemaker, can the fear moment? fighter man. Huh? Go. Yes, yes, yes. Go, go, go. The USPS is playing with my emotions regarding this book, and I believe mm. it's because I want it so bad. It was supposed mm. to be delivered to my home two days ago, and they claimed they couldn't confirm my address. Y'all have been delivering to this address for how many years now, ma'am, sir, sir, ma'am. Bring me my book. Bring me my thing so I can be a so, pro- get into the professional trouble making. <laughs> so Lovey actually said on Facebook, and a lot of people were following this thread, that um, Amazon was like canceling some orders and people were having issues with the orders being delayed. So yeah, like um, uh, Panama Jackson, Simona's um, husband, yes. Simona was on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Dwayne, he was saying that they canceled his order and he's about to go buy it from an indie bookstore because, you know, he wants to purchase the book during this time frame because we're trying to get her on this bestseller list. So, and so when he said that, it was a few people under the thread that said, you know, Amazon's never had issues delivering to me before and I'm having issues. So my, you know, my little red flag is going up, like mm-hmm. what's happening? Mm-hmm. Um so if your book is not coming on time, guys, get it get it from somewhere else. Let's make sure that she's yeah. able to get as many books sold right now as possible. But I, I do find that to be fishy. Yeah, my book is actually, it just says it's still in Decatur, Georgia. And it's been there for like, I think the last four or five days. So yeah, something See? is going on. But 
something's mm-hmm. going on. Well, you know, you UPS, no USPS is always tripping, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird because Amazon would get you stuff two days flat. So mine came, right. mine came the day of the release. I pre-ordered it. I mean, the day pre-order came out, but I also ordered um, for the book tour, and so yeah. I know that's coming from a bookstore that said it's been shipped. It hasn't arrived, but I got several copies that came in the day of. But you guys are not alone. A lot of people have been av- having issues. Yeah, and I did order you know, two so. books for um, some of my good girlfriends, and I ordered them through Amazon and had them shipped directly. And both of them did receive theirs, and I think I ordered it on the day it came out. So it might just be a little okay. hit or miss, um, but yeah. not good all the same. Yeah, no, we need more hit than miss. Yes. I, I You know, I always am a firm believer that, you know, when you're counting down to an event and it's the week of mm-hmm. the event and it seemed like mm-hmm. all of these things just are going wrong. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. the caterer didn't show up on time and this person mm-hmm. canceled. But then the event comes and it all to me, it's always an indication that the event's going to be bombed. So Great. this is just letting yep. me know the that she's going to be number one. She, this yes. is just letting us know that she is going to be on the New York Times bestseller yes. list. Number one. That's right. We speak. We, she's going to be number yes. one. I'm speaking that. So, yes. so, and I didn't mean to derail us, but the reason I brought it up is because in the first chapter of the book, hmm. she talks about a Yoruba tradition of um, having something called an ariki which is basically describing yourself by your lineage and your legacy. And so she likens it to um, Game of Thrones, I think, where it's like, I don't, I don't watch the show, but it's yes. like whoever daughter House of this of, right. House of, right. House of Theodore, Summer, House yeah. of Theodore, first of her name. Yeah. Yes. So she challenged us to, actually, I'm going to read you the one. I wrote one and sent it. Oh, did you? Um, she, oh, cool. Yeah. So she challenged us to, um, create them, create like our own Arikis. And so our girlfriend Tahira wrote one and sent it to the group. And then I just was like, okay, let me write one. So here's mine. Okay. It is Madden Chate, House of Jones, first of her name, daughter of a dynasty, queen of her castle, mother of a miracle, wife to a king. There she goes again, the dopest Ethiopian, hope dealer, heart healer, friend finder, lover of dinner parties and decor, story slayer and podcast purveyor, cussing Christian, booker, baker, (laughs) candlestick maker. All the way through it. Can we give her a bravo, guys, if you're at home in your car or if you're in church listening to this? Just go and give our sister a hand. Clap for this. Right, sure. So she gives a template for how to do it, but everybody, number one, buy the book. And number (laughs) two, do your Ariki. It feels so good. So when you introduce yourself, like our girlfriend Michelle says, introduce yourself like you are the SHIT. Right. I feel as though that that should be your new bio. Like that should just be your mm. new bio. Like just put that I like on the it. site. Put the, when you have to do anything, have everyone introduce you this way. It should be your bio. I love I loved doing it. I was like, oh, this is good. I couldn't stop. Right. I had all the clearly. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. But I think yeah. it's such a great practice because oftentimes we don't look at ourselves the same way other people see us. Yeah. That's so true. I think mm-hmm. it's an awesome practice for us to you know, speak positively. Um, to ourselves because even, yeah. I know we're going to dive into it, but even a lot, you know, a lot with accountability is a lot of giving, you know, and sometimes yeah. you need to be, if you don't have someone there at the moment, you need to be able to look in the mirror and say those things to yourselves as self as well. Amen. For sure. For sure. All right. So let's go into our second question, Summer. So as you know, Love Madden is centered around this concept of healing through hospitality. Um, and we we want our listeners to know, what does that mean to you? Healing through hospitality. How do you believe we grow as individuals um, through how we relate to others? Oh, this is um, so good because I'm a natural giver. I love hosting people. I love, um, you know, fellowshipping and things like that. And I feel like God meant for us to be this way. Like he didn't want us to be mm-hmm. alone and just celebrating with ourselves. They want he wanted us to celebrate with loved ones, find um, fellowship with others. So to to me, mm-hmm. like even during this panorama we're in, <laughs> healing through hospitality <laughs> has been huge because just us 
having our Zoom calls um, every other week or being able to mm -hmm. send a voice note mm -hmm. um, to a girlfriend or being able to just check in on each other via text or saying hey to people on Instagram. I just feel like it's healing. I even saw one of my girlfriends came to drop something off. Um, Nikki, who is a co-founder of District Motherhood, we know her and love her. And she came to drop mm -hmm. something off in my mm -hmm. house. And I was like, I love you. Like just even seeing her healed by yeah. heart. You know, it healed my heart. So I feel like, we, mm -hmm. you know, healing through hospitality just just brings me peace and joy in knowing that I have people around me that love me. That's good. You're right. Like how people have been so resilient about finding ways to still be hospitable, yeah. even though we're not gathering around the kitchen table. Well, some are, but, you know, as, as we used to, yeah. um, we're finding new ways to do it. So that's 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 what's up. That is. And yeah. so now it's time to go one layer deeper, Summer. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> All right. Our first. Getting to the meat and potatoes. Yes. Our first question is, what does your business set out to do through both apparel and community building? If you had to explain it to an elementary age child, how would you describe it? Um, I would describe it as... <laughs> I would describe it as the apparel is the cheese mm -hmm. to like the trap. Like the apparel brings you in, but once you're mm. in, the community is here to bring you in. Like I feel, you know, the community is here with loving arms to bring you in and say, hey girl, hey guy, come on. We're, mm. we're neighbors here. We're here not only for you to show that, of course, Jesus is love and he be knowing, but we also mm -hmm. are here to support you, you know, through accountability or love or whatever type of support that you're ha you have. This is just the first, the apparel is just the first layer to bring you in. It's like, hi, I know you like candy. You like chocolate candy, don't you? Here it is. Whoa, mm -hmm. I got some more back here. Come on in. You know, it's the bait. It's the it's carrot. The bait. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. the carrot for sure. It's the carrot for sure. And I want all, everyone to know that um, when I first set out to even build this community, it was to build a community. It wasn't just to build an apparel and accessory mm. brand and make it a million dollar company, which it will be one day, multi-million dollar. Let's go Amen. ahead and say Amen. that. Um, yeah, but put it's, that out there. it's a conversation starter. When you're out, I don't know if you got, you guys have experienced this. Some of you've told me you've been out. People are like, oh yeah, Jesus do be know it. Or that's right. I love that. Or they'll look at your yes. brain. And so I feel like it is definitely mm -hmm. the carrot that brings you in and makes you want to get a little closer. And you're going to get a little faith in Jesus, you know, along with it. And some, some extra neighbors. If you're single, it is a, it's a talking point because the men, Listen. that's a good opportunity for them to come and talk Listen. to you about Listen. some more t-shirts and sweatshirts. <laughs> 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 I'm telling you, they would. They have a nice opportunity to come talk to you about something okay. because I've had it happen to me in a grocery Ooh. store, and I'm like six feet, six feet, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about Jesus from back there. Okay, okay? I, I, I love, I love the um, the analogy that you made. I think that was the most creative answer that we've had thus far to this question. Mm -hmm. um, because yeah, like you said, it's really like a mouse trap. The mm -hmm. you know the apparel is the um, cheese and yeah you just want people to come into the open arms of the community and really to learn more about themselves while they're learning more about Jesus and you know religion yes. and all of those things just by what not you know we're not you're not doing bible studies per se or anything like that but right. how we model our lives and so I loved how you described that Thank yeah you. and I think a lot of us right now in our generation um are really relationship over religion yes. anyhow so it's less about sort of the tradition of it all while that's lovely and you know nostalgic and it's really about relationship relationship with our creator and relationship with one yeah. another um and so I think that what JBK does is it brings the church to the streets mm, which yes. is where it's supposed to be yes. it brings the church to your IG live it brings it to your cookout it brings it to your function it brings it to the grocery store okay you know so, so, so I, I love yeah. that. And it's not as intimidating. Right. I think sometimes mm -hmm. faith, Christianity, um, or, you know, whatever your, uh, religion or religious beliefs are, it could be very mm -hmm. intimidating depending on how you grew up and how it's presented to you. Um, mm -hmm. and I know that has kind of stared some people away, not to say that they don't love God, but it kind of steered people away from the faith because, um, mm -hmm. they can feel as though, well, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not 
as Christian as this person. They can almost start comparing themselves mm-hmm. to, you know, other people. And that it's not about that at all. We it's literally come as you are in this Jesus be known shirt right. or and- not. <laughs> Or, or not. And a lot of that comes from our upbringing. It comes from how we're raised. It comes from how we're introduced okay. to um, the church or just our lived experiences. So I, I would love to hear a little bit more about your personal story and your upbringing. How has your upbringing in Pittsburgh <laughs> impacted how you show up in the world now as a community influencer as a business owner, really as a, I mean, as a minister of, of the word, Ooh. word, like how that's you what you're, you're ministering to people. Oh, she gave oh. you another time. That's what this, I mean, oh. JBK is a ministry. No, so like, right. how does your, how, how did, how you grew up really impact how you show up? Mm. Oh, I love that because Pittsburgh was literally my foundation. Like I said, I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. Um, I didn't come to Maryland until I went to college, I graduated from Morgan State University. Go Bears! Um, but Go Bears. My, my upbringing is who it created who I am today. I grew up in the church, uh, Mount Airy Baptist Church in um, East Liberty of Pittsburgh. Uh, I still have some amazing relationships with my friends or cousins because you know, as Black people, you know, when you're raised up together, you find your cousin. That's it. So with my cousins. <laughs> And yeah, like that's where I um, learned community because my mom, she was a working single mother. She didn't have the time all the time to Mm -hmm. uh, watch me and make sure I got to church for Bible study or um, the mind ministry because I danced and did all the things. And so my, the church family Mm. came in, they would pick me up. They would, I would spend the night over their house. Um, We would, we Mm. had like such an amazing relationship and I literally learned, remember, like growing up, it's like you were raised by the community or the neighborhood that you were in. I was literally raised by a whole neighborhood Real. and community and tribe. So my foundation from <laughs> learning like how to cultivate friendship and just be there for other people was started in the church. And um, I was we were always encouraged to praise God in any way we wanted to. And no one judged you, whether you was a guy who wanted to mime or dance, or if you was a woman who wanted to, you know, do maybe the uh, tech team to singing in the choir. We all, Mm -hmm. we did all the things and supported Mm -hmm. each other and we protected each other. We supported each other. We didn't let anyone else come in and infiltrate the bubble. We didn't um, deal with too much drama. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were teenagers in some aspects, so, you know, there's some drama there for little things, but most part we're family. And even to this day, if if anyone called me from there, I'm rolling out. Like, (laughs) so it's just, it was such a great foundation. And, um, that's where I get it from. I really look at my friends as family. You know, if I call you a friend, you're going to probably end up being mm-hmm. family eventually. And if you ever need anything, I'm there for you. And I was, I'm just very grateful that I had a childhood like that. It was very special. Yeah. That's one of the things that I love about our culture. I think that's just pervasive across like the black diaspora, the African diaspora, mm-hmm. that whole idea of community and friends being family and everybody being your auntie and uncle and cousin like it doesn't matter if you're from Zimbabwe or Compton like black people we all have (laughs) that same mentality of like amazing that community is family Mm. it's one of those things that I think has held so strong um, from the continent to the Caribbean to the Americas like I just I love that about us and church is like an incubator for that you're right everybody I grew up with in church that shit those are your play family they are they are. Yeah. And even to this day, if they're very supportive, they're loving, they love what I'm doing. I love right. what they're doing. Um, families have grown. And, you know, your relationship looks different as you get older, but that, um, you know, we still have that bond of family. You know, you don't talk to your family every day. So it's the same with them. It's like, I may not talk to you every day, but the love is there and, you know, you'll do anything for them. And I don't, and I really, um, wanted to build a community that is similar to that in case someone didn't grow up the way that I did. Mm, Yeah, that's important. I think even today in how our society is, some of that, like uh, the village raising the child, 
has it's lost a little bit of its touch. Like, of course, your friend group mm-hmm. village has a hand in raising your child. But if you think about like your neighbors and things like that, it, yeah. we've lost that art. We have some that, of yeah, that. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Lost. So uh, there are some places where the community is still very strong. But I think as a like global society, let me not say global in the U.S. society, mm-hmm. yeah, that has been lost. So some are. I would oh, agree. Um, no, I would just say that I agree with that for sure. Yeah. So talk to us about how and when you decided to turn JBK into a business. <laughs> and um, we know this story and love this story. But also talk <laughs> about what role did your community and accountability partners play <laughs> in building that business? Um, I, I'm laughing. I apologize. I don't want to laugh over you to but I'm laughing because they, they know the story because they were there. Um, <laughs> Jesus be knowing is a phrase that I have said for many years and I tend mm. to have really good one-liners. I have to admit, I'll have some good one-liners that will come up. You do. She sure does. Cause she, that's just <laughs> one shirt. She got a bunch of brands. Yeah. <laughs> She be so, spitting yes. a bunch of things that need to go on a shirt. Right. You you guys were like, just throw this on a shirt. And then I had another accountability group that was saying the same thing. They were like, you need to throw this on a shirt. And so back in 2016, when you guys were encouraging me to do so, I wasn't the same summer that I am now. This is summer like probably 2.5 or 3.0. Um, but 2.0 summer yes. <laughs> was still fearful. You know, um, that's why I need to go and read that professional troublemaking book so I don't go back there. But yes, mm-hmm. I was still fearful and I didn't believe in the power. I believe um, that I had it inside of me to really run a business. I feel like I've always have been a great supporter. You know, I'm a great cheerleader. I tell you guys all the time, probably the best cheerleader in the, in the, on the team. If you need someone, I'm here to rah, rah, rah with Cisco uh-huh. Ball on the that way. But it was very hard for me to cheerlead for myself. So you guys were like really pushing me to get this brand going. So we did a test run. We did a test run Easter 2017. Like, okay, I'll go to my local printer Mm -hmm. and get some t-shirts made. We'll wear it to our church, Zion Church, see how they like them. And people ask for them. They like them. Um, Myself wore them. A couple, uh, my sister, a couple other people wore them. My um, friends, Heather and Stefan. And they liked them. And... They were like, oh, you want to, you have anything to sell? And I was like, oh, no, I don't, but it's coming out soon. And it was crickets. <laughs> coming soon. That was Easter of 2017. Coming soon. Listen. U- Unique, Unique told y'all on season two, don't be coming soon in niggas coming, death, Listen, okay? you know I love the come. I, I used to be that person. Unique really uh, convicted me because I was like, I was that person that was always coming soon. I can yep. build you up. I can build it up, y'all. I would have video and stuff coming in and text flying in. I'm like, oh, this is coming soon. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, girl, uh, it's been about three months. Well, where is <laughs> Where's it, it at? Where is it at? <laughs> and so, again, Summer 2.0 back then, she just um, was very timid. She was fearful. She um, had horrible um, confidence. I did not have great self-talk. And I literally sat on the idea, which thank God, one thing Stephen Campbell did was put, he pushed me to Mm -hmm. trademark the idea because that probably saved my behind because luckily I trademarked the idea so that it would be able to be waiting for me when I was ready to go. Um, But I didn't launch until November of 2019, which was about three or four months after my son was born. And so our great girlfriend, mm-hmm. Rashida Banks, has a mm. wonderful saying, and she always has told us that God does not give um, just you an idea. He gives a few people the mm-hmm. idea, and he waits to see who's going to execute it on it first. So how would you feel mm-hmm. if you saw your baby, your idea out in the world being you know, honed and um, birthed and you know, raised by someone else? And I was like, God started mm. showing me signs prior to me launching it in November, 2019, he started showing me signs. There were other brands that came out very similar to Jesus be knowing. Mm. So he was like, okay, you want to sit here. Somebody else is going to do it. Play if you want right. to. Play yeah. if you want to. But luckily, <laughs> um, no one took Jesus be knowing. So I went ahead and launched it in November, 2019. Wow. That's awesome. So mm-hmm. there, if we, if we could just take a, a and we're going to talk about takeaways next, but if we could just take a nugget from that, 
God didn't just give the vision to you. No, that's a so, horrible assumption. That's a that's yeah. ego telling you that he did. Yeah. He that's it. That's it. It's almost similar to the idea of soulmates. Like everybody thinks there's just this one person on earth yes. for them, just this one gift that he's given to you. No, a lot of people have opportunities to snatch up that good man. A lot of people have opportunities to snatch up that good business plan. So you better get to getting yes. <laughs> for your for living sure. with regret. And the yeah. regret, I mean, I think we all have regrets in life. And I had to really have a come to Jesus moment with myself back. Um, mm. It was about August, September. It's about two, three months after Kyra was born and I was like, okay, I'm healed. I'm getting better. But if I, and when I saw the signs, I think even one of you sent me a, a may have even sent me something that said, Hey, did you see this shirt? Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, people are coming for, someone's trying to really come for this brand. Right. So I, I mm-hmm. would have been devastated y'all. If someone else had came out with Jesus be knowing and it was like taken off and everyone was wearing it and knowing that um, he yeah. did give it to me and I had the ability, not that I believed in it at the time, but I really did have the ability to launch this um, brand and see it through. And I think one of the things I really learned is that you're not going to always be, you know, believe in yourself fully. You just have to do it regardless. You just have to go ahead and start and make it happen, even when you're in the fearful place. You know, even when you're in the, I'm not sure if I can do yeah, this. Start. You just have to start and get it out there. And how many of us have seen someone walking around? How many times have you watched TV or whatever and been like, I thought of that. Yes. Well, I had an idea oh like that. I had yeah, oh, <laughs> I remember that. But and, and the great thing is, you can still come out with a don't color book. But you thought about it when it was, you know, not. It a, wasn't saturated. It wasn't, it wasn't um, saturated. Barbie coloring books from the. <laughs> trying to and I'm I honestly I'm telling you like all of us have had those moments where it's like oh my gosh I I thought of this but it's like how do I get from here to there how do I get from an idea to a thriving business and I'll tell you just start yeah that's it It you don't have to have the whole path and plan the 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 point is just start and what I think everyone's waiting for God to crash down on them and say this is the plan. Now mm-hmm. you are allowed to go forth. And did you, um, someone, um, I just saw recently someone um, referenced this example, which I do remember. You remember the example where um, this person was like drowning and they were like sitting on top of a house and they were waiting for God to come save them. And they sent the plane yep. and the plane came back. Yep. He's like, oh no, I'm waiting on God. And then he sent the boat. It's like, oh no, I'm waiting on God. And then he sent someone else to come get him. And no, I'm waiting on God. And when he died and went to heaven, he was like, well, God, God was like, well, why didn't you get on the boat? He's like, I was waiting for you. He's like, what do you think the plane I sent you a plane. I sent you a boat. I sent you. Yep. He was waiting for you to walk on water. And that was not happening. Literally. And that has so many applic that that example right there. I heard it recently too. I can't remember what I was listening to. But that applicate has but I can't remember. (laughs) Yes, it has so many applications, like honestly, in our business, in our personal lives, in our relationships. Like God is like, this is right in front of you, but Mm -hmm. you're waiting for it to look a certain way. Yes. So wrapped up in a pretty little bow, it doesn't come like that all the time. And you don't always have the courage. It rarely comes like that, rarely, to be honest. Right. It rarely comes like that. And, the other and thing, I love you. Know, oh, no, Tanil, please go. I was just, no, I was just going to say the one thing I like that Lovey said recently is that her friends have loaned her courage to do things in the moments that she was too fearful to do. And that's why you yeah. need accountability and great trap because you need yeah. those people that are going to push you out there and hold you up while you're doing it shaking. Like you have to just have those people yeah. in place as well. Yeah. And there's a quote, I don't know who it was, maybe a past president that was like a lot of pe- times people miss opportunities because it comes dressed in overalls and it looks like hard work. So people don't, I, 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 I don't know who to credit. I'm going to Google that real quick while Tanil saying her statement, but people I, I often, we think our opportunities are going to come to us, you know, Mm. At wrapped up as a, a a call from Oprah or whatever, mm. whatever people are waiting on. And it's not, it's you grinding, mm. it's you working, it's you, you know, I'm sitting in my office right now and I'm surrounded by inventory. Yes. There's no warehouse. It's me and this stuff, folding this stuff, going to the post office three or four times a week, shipping it out. That's where you start. But that's where Jeff Bezos started. Yeah. And that's where, all. I mean, when we look at where people are, 
you looking at the glory, but not the story, mm-hmm. right? So like mm-hmm. you can't compare your day one to somebody else's year seven. Right. And right. it's the same thing in your marriage. It's the same thing on your job. It's, this, it's That's life. Yes. Um, but it gets difficult because of how we interact and how we share things, you know, digitally and online right now, we, we're kind of seeing the final product, but not as much of like the, gr- the grit and the grind. Um, I don't know, were you going to say something before we dive into the next yeah, question? Yeah, I was going to say one thing that Summer always talks about is slow obedience is disobedience. And mm. I really relate that to, you know, how you started JVK. God is not going to c- keep giving us opportunities to be obedient. Yes. Until he takes it away from us, whatever that thing is. And so um, I really love when you say that because it's it really sticks with me because I know that there's things that I haven't moved quick enough on and God keeps dropping Mm. it, dropping it. And sometimes I still don't do it. And the lesson Mm. there is, you know, the the ball is going to drop at some point and it could be devastating. It could, you know, just go over your head, but you're going to miss a blessing potentially because you haven't you're not being obedient to what God's telling you to do. And we yeah. can't assume and, due to his grace that we're going to get a next a second right. chance on That's it. True. And I think That's right. I think we're spoiled brats when it comes to God. Like we're his we're mm-hmm. his spoiled children. We always assume that his grace is just going to save us uh, every time. And it's not to say That's that right. he won't give you grace. He will. But I just I'm learning that I don't want to take the chance that I may not get this opportunity again. Back. That's right. Yeah. And the the quote is, um, it's Thomas Edison. And it says, I, di- I didn't butcher it too much. It says, opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and it looks like work. Ooh, so, I need to write that down. I'm going to listen Thomas to this Edison. podcast and write it down. And write that one down. I'm going <laughs> to drop that one in the show notes. So while we're on the idea of these, you know, these gems, these nuggets, these takeaways, um, can you share with us some of your greatest personal takeaways, some of your greatest lessons learned as it relates to accountability, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, fitness, mm-hmm. motherhood, money, whatever, like what, what are some of the greatest lessons that you have learned as it relates to accountability in action? Be a wom- woman of your word, hmm. either in even, or a man of your word. Um, when you're in a group with people you're like signing like a some type of agreement if you will that you're going to hold each other up to whatever the let's say this week I'm supposed to do x y and z and at the end of the day if I don't do it I'm essentially lying to my group but I'm also lying to myself Mm -hmm. and then the person that it hurts the most is really me because I believe that people will start to look at you like, okay, she may not be a woman of her word. She doesn't have great character in a sense that, oh no, she's not going to go rob a bank. But when it comes to her telling me that she's going to do something and she hasn't done it, that doesn't sit well. And at the end of the day, you're the person who will suffer the most for that. You know, you can suffer by losing your accountability partners. You can suffer by either um, losing out on deals or um, dreams or, you know, any of your gifts that God has given you. And I was one of those people. And it wasn't because I was like a malicious person. It's just when we initially, um, the our group has reconvened recently um, for everyone listening. And when we first did our group back in 2016, um, you know, like I said, summer 2.0, Um, you know, I just wasn't the, I was the person who would love to support everyone else, but really wasn't supporting Mm -hmm. herself. So when we would come to the table, Mm -hmm. I would fluff up the one little thing that Mm -hmm. I did. (laughs) Mm. Oh yeah. I went ahead and I did this. And then I would try to flip it. Well, Summer, did you do this and this and this? Yeah, I do plan to do that. And then it wouldn't get done. But Mm. at the end of the day, I, it left me, I was the one who suffered because it was mm-hmm. my, my thing. So at the end of the day, you have to understand that when you're in an accountability group, it's not their responsibility to do their, they can't do the work for you. Right. That's it. You know, at the they end of the day. cannot do the work for you. No one can do the work no for you, but you. No one can do the work for you, but you. And so if you're not going to be willing to do the work on yourself prior to getting with other people, then I wouldn't even suggest I would suggest you're not even ready to be an accountability group unless you're willing to, or unless you're ready and willing to grow and hear the real raw, 
you know, authentic truth about yourself, whether mm. they're telling you, which they should be, or whether God is whispering it to you and you need to mm. listen. Mm. Yeah, that was, that was good. You have to be ready to be in an accountability group and you have to be ready to hold yourself accountable. So we always yes. talk about doing the soul work. This is just another example of why that's so necessary. Um, yes. Yeah. And the word she used, even though it's a harsh one, it's real. It's, it's, uh, you're lying. Yeah. You're lying to yourself and you're lying to others. If you're not telling the truth, if you don't have no intentions of doing it, or even if you think you have intentions of doing it, but you're, 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 you know, playing around. Yes. Um, that's dishonest. <laughs> and then you need to really probably take a moment to ask why you're not getting the task done. Because most That's of us it. don't want to be liars. If uh -uh. There's a reason. There's like, like you said, you you guys like to take everyone on a journey on this podcast and we like to peel back the layers. There's layers that you need to peel back with yourself and say, uh -huh. hey, why is it that I'm not being true to myself? Right. Why am I not being a woman of my word to myself? Why am I not being accountable to myself why am i not doing these things and oftentimes you can find that with a therapist or maybe having a good having a honest conversation with a girlfriend like hey i'm stuck on this i don't know why i can't not get it done there's typically a reason and so mm. you know i just encourage everyone yeah. to really peel back the layers and try to ask yourself those questions so that you can be a better person mm. yeah that no that's it and we're all about peeling back the layers, which is a form of action. So, um, yeah. as we always say, when we know better, we do better. better. So, mm -hmm. the next thing is, is for you, Summer, if there is one actionable thing we can do right now to get us started on the journey towards better accountability right now, today, what would that one thing mm. be? Mm. Start working on yourself. Hmm. do the inner work. And I think we just touched on it a little bit. And mm -hmm. by no means, I also want to say that I'm not perfect. I still do not do everything I say I'm going to do. I'm trying yeah. to get quicker and faster. The idea is just to, um, Pastor uh, Keith Battle said, the key to obedience is speed. Yep. So mm. you want to get a little faster with it. That's why, you know, slow obedience is disobedience that Pastor Mike Todd shared. Um, you know, it really resonated with me because, I really didn't realize how much I was hurting myself. I mean, you guys know how many dreams I've had over the years that I really yeah. stepped on. I have a lot of talents. I'm a talented woman. I know that's right. You know, and I have really slept on myself and that's mm. not doing good for myself either. So if I can mm, don't sleep on yourself, that's another one. Yeah. Don't sleep on yourself. People always talk about other people sleeping on them, but most of us we're faking on ourselves. Are you sleeping on yourself? Like mm. we can't even worry about if other people sleeping on you because maybe they're sleeping on you because you're asleep. Mm. Mm. Okay. And yeah. so the idea is, what are you not dealing with internally that is holding you back? My therapist told me recently, I listen, this, this panorama we're in <laughs> has been <laughs> dealing with some stuff. Cause we have been like, you know, in the house. And yeah. so a lot of things have been coming up, which have been good, but it's hard work. It's not fun. This is not the fun yeah. work, but it's good. And my therapist told me, if you do not get these fundamental um, principles or things about yourself corrected is going to follow you into your business. When you're folding mm. the shirts is going to be sent to your neighbors. When you're talking mm, wow. to people, it's going to be sent mm. through the, it's going to be sent through the airwaves. When you're wow. like presenting JBK, you're not going to be an authentic person who is going to go in front of these people to present yourself to, to everyone. So you need to deal with these fundamental, these fundamental um, ideas about yourself that are, that you do not like. So that you can be a better boss, you can be a better wife, and you can be a better mom. And a, be a better friend to even myself and to other people. So I say deal with those things because if we don't, then we're hindering our gifts, which, are, which other people are waiting on the other side of those. Hmm. because our gifts are really not ourselves. It's a gift to us so that we can give it to other people. Someone else. Yep. It's a gift to you so you can give it away. Yes. All right. So now it's time to dive in. So we're going <laughs> to get into up. the... What? Come on. Come, Come on, Trey Songs. Come on, Trey. <laughs> you have to put him on the sick and shutting list. <laughs> 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 Y'all funny. We're 
we're going to hit some of our deeper dive questions this summer. So these are questions about you, mm. not just about the brand, not just about the the neighborhood and JBK and the gang, but about you. So um, Summer Theodore, what is the biggest surprise that you've had in the last few months? What's something that's just like knocked you off your feet? How proud of myself I am. Ooh. Um, I could not, I, I tell you guys, it almost can, I could probably cry right now, but I'm not because, because I'm a thug in these streets. Okay? Mm, you can, thugs cry too. <laughs> okay. Well, you, can, you can make the song cry. Right, right. <laughs> I'm going to make the song cry. <laughs> but I am so proud of myself, like to see even how far JBK, and we're still in our baby phase, like JBK is a mm-hmm. top now. It's one and a half years old and it's starting to act like one. Um, Mm. (laughs) But uh, it's very hard work. But man, when I tell you I have such a great support system, which includes these two ladies on this podcast, I Mm. am just so proud of myself. Like I have come so far. I have really been doing the work. I have much further to go, but I have really, um, my issue is perfectionism. And so Mm -hmm. I really have been dealing with that and just learning that you're a forever student. You're always open to learn. You don't know everything. And that um, the more I learn and grow, I'm just really proud of myself. And I was going to say, we are proud of you, Summer. We have seen your evolution and, you know, what you're doing now with JBK and the neighbor check-in. You are Mm -hmm. like in your zone. And so, you know, just keep running your race. And that's for the listeners too. Run your race. Um, yeah. You don't have anyone else to compete with but yourself. So, and you're in your zone because you're out of your comfort zone. Mm. The Ooh. minute you started doing the the lives, the check ins, the reels, the videos, the things that you had um, procrastinated on a little bit, those are the mm. things that have really been pouring into the community. Like that's what took it beyond apparel, and those are the, also the things that have been growing the JBK game, like yeah. getting into conversation, putting yourself out there, being on this podcast, you're stretching yourself in ways that have been so valuable, not just to you, but to everyone connected to your work. So thank you so yeah. much. That means so yes. much to me, y'all. Where thank you. you. Go, girl. Ooh, yes. I'm stretched. I am stretching. You better y'all. Yes. All right. So I'm now stretching. that you're talking about stretching, what is something that you <laughs> are excited about kind of in this new space you're in? Ooh. I'm excited about what's going to come up for JBK. I um, <laughs> you got some God, hot fire coming. Listen. Where's my button? I got my button. I'm gonna find my button. We got a button. We got a button. By the time you get the button, yes, oh, yes. <laughs> hot fire, new JBK. <laughs> come on, DJ Ben. Oh man. Um I'm I'm excited to see what's next for JBK. Um it baffles me. The other thing I guess I'm um shocked by is just I'm baffled by how many people love it and wearing it and people tagging me and you know saying how much it means to them. It and I'm a, I'm just really excited to see where this brand is going to go. I don't think I know or can dream of where God has or what God has in store for it, but I'm open. I'm so excited. I really am. And hmm. JBK showed up in Nigeria, y'all. So yes, JBK that. is on I the know. continent. Did y'all watch Coming to America? We could talk about this next time. I didn't I watch it yet. Oh, okay, okay, good. Let's yet. wait. We can wait. But it's 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 yeah. I had my first order in Canada, and then I had my first order in um, the UK as well, and Bermuda. I was so excited over the last. Oh, we international. We We are international. When Jesus says yes, nobody nobody can say no. You are full of songs today, (laughs) (laughs) and they're all on point. (laughs) On point. Okay. So this is a question that kind of makes people things that make you go, hmm. So I'm going I'm I'm to read it and you could take a, uh, take a breath and think about this one. But what is a recent failure or something that you would characterize as a setback that you're actually proud of? <laughs> mm, this was a good question. Um, so guys, uh, in December... God had gave me this wonderful, you guys know the story by now, but God mm-hmm. gave me this wonderful idea 
to do like a uh, pop-up pull up and shop type of thing for JBK for Christmas. And it was the oh, idea man. was you order online and you could just come and pick up your order, you know, a week or two before Christmas because the post office was not um, delivering things quite on time. And then also we had um, people looking for last minute gifts. But what happened is your girl was slow to be obedient. And I did not launch said idea that God gave me two weeks prior um, until the week of Christmas. So um, mm. I will tell you how many orders that I had. Drum roll. I had only, yes, yes, that was good. Two orders. <laughs> two. Bro, your mama, your mama and, uh, and somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, when I tell you the most humble thing that could have ever happened, because you couldn't tell me, I knew I was late on the obedience, but of course I was like leaning on the helm of God's grace. And I was like, oh, he's going to come through and I'm going to get about 50 plus orders. I got all this stuff inventory that people can come pick up. And he said, nah, daughter. Here go you two. I'll give you two. I'll give you two. And guess what? Let me tell you. I don't even. The, one of the people that ordered will probably they'll know that now if they're listening to this podcast. So I had a location that everyone could pick up from a safe location, and I drove up, and I was there before she got there. I gave she got there. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I get to meet you. I give her her you know order right, and so it was taking her a while to pull off. Well, I didn't want to pull off to make it look like I didn't have any more orders. <laughs> you were like, is she gonna go so I could go? <laughs> so I sat in the car, like I'm waiting on someone else to come get their order, and y'all, there was there was nobody else coming to get an order there that day. No one else. No, so I'm sitting there acting like I'm doing stuff on my phone and things like that. And I'm telling you, she sat there, y'all, for no. I, it had to be five to ten minutes. I am not even exaggerating. And I was oh, like, oh my gosh, this is, it was such a humbling experience because, and I'm proud of myself that I took it the yeah. way I did because typically what I will do yeah. is I will say, oh, see, this is why I knew I should never did this and it was stupid. And I, you know, stop I, you. yeah, mm -hmm. I would have let it stop me. I would have like talked to myself very negatively. And I would, instead I was accountable. I said, listen, you didn't do what God told yeah. you to do when he told you to do it. So yeah, child, yeah. like, you know. We yeah. all gotta be humbled in some ways. We I'm gotta, just we gotta relish though. We gotta listen. Yes, we we gotta relish those failures and those setbacks. Like yeah. they're so good for us. Like honestly, like every successful business you see is built on failure and failing forward and failing fast yes. and failing hard. That's another thing Libby talks about in the book. She had a really big failure, 2018, 2019. Mm -hmm that almost killed her business and really squelched her spirit too. And so to, to hear her talk about it and relive it and where she is now is like, but that was just the setup for the comeback. I'm just saying, because yeah. think about it. We're pretty small right now. I mean, I'm sure there'll be mm -hmm. other failures coming. So I need to learn how to take these L's now. So when the bigger ones come, you and know, keep it moving. take a look know how to read them. Yeah, that's it. All right. So our last question is, what is something that you stand in need of right now or that you look forward to making happen for yourself? Mm. Mm. First of all, I can't believe we're on the last question. You know, I could talk to y'all all day. Um, <laughs> uh, you said, what am I standing in need of? Yeah. I'm, mm. I'm standing in need of courage. I am. Mm. When Lovey said people lent her courage, I can, I can understand that because it's scary running a business and you don't know what you're doing. Like, First, like I'm not the first generation in my family to run a business. Um, my grandmother on my um, father's side, she owned a convenience store for over 20 years. Um, my grandfather, mm. God rest his soul, he owned his own printing company. He printed my invitations for some of my my birthday parties growing up and um, my graduation yeah. from high school, oh, wow. college, I believe. And um, my great so you're a legacy. Yeah, my great grandmother on my mother's side, she owned her own farm in North Carolina and sold uh, food off of it. So I come from a legacy of entrepreneurs, but this new age of entrepreneurship is new, you know. 
And so it, it's different. It's different. And, you know, you just don't know what to expect day to day. And, you know, just having the courage to keep on going and, you know, just prayers that, you know, I'll make the correct decisions as a business owner. I think that's a lot of times will hang people up, you know, will, you know, make you feel like, oh, I don't want to make the wrong decision. But guess what? We're all going to make a decision, like you said, fail fast and just keep moving. So, you know. Just, yeah. just have to have the courage to keep on going. And so far it's been serving me well. Yeah. Well, we'll we are going to continue, of course, to be there for you, to support you, to yeah. pray um, for you, for for the courage, for the things that you stand in need of. Um, and your JBK gang and your yeah. neighbors are all here to kind of push you forward. So Summer, we're extremely grateful that you were here with us Thank today. You. Tell us, I know you have a surprise for our listeners too. So tell us, um, where they can find you, how they can find you, and what you have for them. Yes. So again, I'm Summer Theodore. I'm the owner and neighborhood watch leader of Jesus Be Knowing. You can follow us everywhere on social at Jesus Be Knowing. Um, it's without the G at the end. So just take the G off and then you'll find Jesus Be Knowing. And also we have a neighbor check-in. Every Monday I go on IG Live. I interview my friends. I interview um, mm-hmm. other experts and we just have a great time we check in on each other on ig live at 7 30 p.m mm-hmm. eastern and then um you need mm-hmm. to shop you need to follow shop and tell your neighbor about jesusbeknowing.com please go the yeah. new uh mother and uh, that mother's day the new uh women's history month collection is out so please go check that yes. out yes and just for the listeners for this week we have a 15 percent off code for you guys you just Use it on um, at the checkout with Love Madden is the code, and it'll take fifteen percent off your purchase of twenty five dollars mm-hmm. or more. Um, yeah, and I can't wait for you guys to join the JBK gang if you ain't part of it. Cause where you been at? Come on, yes. gang, 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 yes. gang, gang, gang. Is the code live now? Cause I'm about to order. Live. Code is- if I need more JBK, I'm about to order some stuff. The summer code, has one this um, um, navy blue. Oh, go ahead, summer. The navy blue and pink. Yes. Yes. You know I need pink. those to go with my um pink Ivy Park sweatpants that summer con me yes. into buying. <laughs> I did. So, hey, she 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 sees what are people wearing right now and what JBK can I create to coordinate yes. with it? That's what Let I me do. say drop something. JBK gonna have something to go with it. She ready. Okay. Yes. She's ready, so she had to get ready. There's a whole collection of Ivy Park right on the site right now if you needed to go with the latest collection. And yeah, so you know you the code is live. You can go and shop. And I think it was it's live until March, until the end of the twelfth. That's what you said. Yeah. So we'll have it in the. Sh- It'll be yes. The- we'll have it in the. In the show notes, we'll have it on Instagram. Um, I'll push something out via the newsletter so everybody has the code. It's Love Madden. So with that being said, we are going to move into the next to last segment of the show, which is a word with Madden. Um, So today I am sharing a scripture with you out of Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 and 16. Turn to your Bibles with me. Um, Matthew chapter 18, verse 15 says, If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, then you've won that person back. Then in 16, it says, but if you are unsuccessful, then take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So here's my thought. When we talk about accountability, we often do so fondly. We think of it as encouragement and support and mutual trust. And all of those things should be true. Um, and And they typically are true. But good accountability is also correction. Good accountability is the personal trainer who lays into you for not showing up for a session or calls you out during a workout when them squats aren't going low enough. It's the brother who tells his boy that the way that he speaks of an interaction with a woman is wrong, even if there are no other women present. Um, It's the white woman who corrects her racist family members when they say things that they would never say publicly, right? That, that correction, that's accountability. So, so, so friends, we should be looking forward to the same level of accountability and correction 
in our girlfriend groups, in our friendships, in our relationships, in our family groups, right? We shouldn't look at those things as judgment. We should look forward to them as correction. That is the form of accountability that we are least excited about, but we should welcome it. And we should be careful not to put up defenses, but to listen in a way that hears our friends' hearts and extracts their intentions and their message from their delivery. Similarly, we should feel good about approaching our friends in love to hold them accountable for their words and their actions, first in private, as it says in the scripture, but as needed, we should consider meeting with them in small groups of trusted sisters to help them through the issue. Notice that in verse 16, it says to bring just one or two people, to have just two or three that are there as witnesses. This is not a large group. This is not a public audience. This is not on social media. This is what we call a small group. So here's the practice. If you don't already have one, a small group is critical, not just to accountability, but to growth and support. So I would urge you to consider forming a small group for accountability on your spiritual walk, accountability as a wife, uh, accountability as a business owner, um, or as a mother, whatever you stand in need of, consider forming a small group so that when the issues arise, and they will, you're not scrambling to try to figure out who to pull in, but you're already in community. If you're not sure where to start and you need help, you can go to lovemadden.com forward slash start. I have three guides there that help you figure out who you can meet with, how you can meet, how you can gather together um, in small groups of friends that will help to serve as your anchor through life's seasons. And, and with that being word. said, and that's the word, we will move on to our very favorite part of the show, which is the question, question of the, of the episode. episode. All right. <laughs> so in the spirit of accountability, today's question is, what do you need accountability on right now? And we are going to start with Summer. I'm going to act like I didn't have my cell phone mute. <laughs> this is good. Oh, this is good. Ooh, um, what do I need accountability on? Mm -hmm. mm. Uh, I need accountability on actually finishing my to-do list that I say I'm going to do. The to-do list I have found, you know, it's a love-hate relationship, but um, just writing down at least maybe two to three things. I think what I was doing, it was, it was just way too hefty. Why are there, why are there two, 10 things on here? Child, you're not going to mm -hmm. do all that in a day. Let's make this reasonable. So, you know, I just need accountability to make sure I get only one to three things done. I can overwhelm myself very easily. So just trying to see one, mm. three things, one to three things through a day, you know, and yeah. And then you'll see that your accountability list actually goes very quickly. Um, those, you know, you can mm -hmm. things out a lot quicker, I should say, than um, the other way around. Yeah, mm. and it gives you that um, momentum to move forward to get more things mm -hmm. done. I think when you put 10 things on your list and you only get two things done, it can you feel like you're drowning. You feel like you're yeah. drowning, you're overwhelmed, you're deflated. But if you just are mm -hmm. more realistic with, like, what can I realistically get done today? Again, those two right. or three things, knock them out. And then if you could do more, perfect. If you can't, exactly. at least you know you got the two or three things done. Right. That's if you don't good. feel defeated, you know, we're always, we're, we're already defeating ourselves before we get started. So good. Yeah. That's yeah. all right. Madden, you're up. Uh, mine is around um, exercise and moving my body. I have fallen completely off the wagon again. Like I'm not exercising and moving at all. So <laughs> my accountability that I need, what are you about to say? I was about to say, I see all these people like, oh, I'm about to do this um, hottie Peloton ride. I don't know. Megan, Meg the Stallion. Oh, Meg the Stallion. Yes, she no, did. I was like, I didn't see Maddie do not the Diddy ride, the <laughs> Savage ride. I know. I know. And so I don't always share my, no, you know, know my I exercise, know. but but I really have really fallen off. And I think I lost a lot of momentum at the beginning of the year when Ellie got sick. And then I was just so focused on trying to like yeah. get back into the work grind. I hadn't been working for two weeks and then I was had the 21-day the challenge going on. And so I think I've said this before, if I have to take something off of my list, it's always going to be that. It's always going to be me. And so now that I'm getting back into a rhythm, I am forcing myself to put myself back, not just on my list, but at the top of my list. And so exercise is the main 
thing that I think that I'm lacking in right now that I need to be doing. So I need accountability on exercising four times a week mm. for 30 minutes. I made my spe- my goal really specific. Four yeah. times a week for 30 minutes of the ocean. You know. Pacific as the ocean, as Summer says, <laughs> so I can be super active for those 30 minutes. So that's uh, that's mine. Tania, what about you? Thank you. I need it. And low-key, I'm about to get this second um, dose of the vaccine. So I'm about to be coming over and using my dad going Peloton bike. (laughs) (laughs) One of my my husband's friends said his wife wanted a Peloton. And then he was so excited to know we had one because he was like, it's a village. Maddie and Lou got (laughs) one. You can take yourself right on over there and sign in. You said, oh, that's how we feel. That is one thing. That is one thing about black people in that village mentality. We do be trying to push the limits. Somebody, oh, you didn't sign up for this time slot, Maddie. I'm sorry. (laughs) He said, when I when you come up, when I blow up, you blow up. We all blow up. What about you, Tanil? What do you need us to hold you accountable on this week? Yeah, so there is um, a a question that I need to ask someone in my life this week, and um, Mm -hmm. I need accountability to actually do it. It's a very, like, big, audacious, scary Mm. (laughs) question. Okay. Um, Okay. And so I just need to be held accountable. And, you know, I I was telling Maddie um, that – I needed to, I fasted and you know, what God told me was that what I want you to do, regardless of the outcome is I want you to have the courage and the confidence to make the ask. So that's Mm. what I, courage is the theme. That is the thing. Courage is the theme. Just start. Just Just ask. That's it. Just do it. I'll let y'all know. Mm. All right. I ain't gonna let y'all know, but (laughs) yeah, you'll let us know that you did. 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 So you asked the question. Yeah. Just yes, yes. That's the accountability. All right, we love it. Summer, thank you so much thank for you, being Summer. here. Thank you guys. Yes. I love you so much. And I love my neighbors that are listening. All the new neighbors that are coming in. This was amazing. Yes, and thank you, neighbors, for tuning in. We appreciate you all until next week. We love you guys. Thanks for listening to Love Madden, the podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Show us some love and subscribe, share, rate, and review. Yes, and then let's keep talking at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. That's L-O-V-E-M-A-A-D-E-N. And connect with me at Tenille Daniels. That's T-E-N-N-I-L-L-E Daniels.